1: Hey, it's Melissa Rivers, and welcome to Group Text. Stay tuned for a new episode. Hey, everyone, welcome to Group Text. You know, just a little backstory. At one point in her life, Sabrina took a pole dancing class. Why are you telling all my business? Because my mom was, like, (laughs) infatuated by it. And you have to admit, you had a great time. You went with a bunch of your girlfriends.
0: I had an amazing, and amazing time. I would do it again.
1: Well, speaking of that, you know, we've been all living off of apps. And everyone's been telling you about different apps they love. And our friend Wendy, who's one of the producers on the show, found this app called... SAS class. We are super excited to have Julia Sokol on with us. She is the CEO of SAS class. I'm sorry. It's not an app. It's a website.
2: Yes. It's a dance studio. Explain what you do. Sure. So we're a dance studio. We are located in New York city and last year Almost a year ago, we had to temporarily close our doors. So we've since taken all of our classes, all of our programs, everything online.
1: What inspired you to be, well, first of all, explain what SAS class is. It's about. I love the name. I, I do love too. love the name.
2: Yeah. It's
0: like, I, I feel like I need a t-shirt that says cl- <laughs> SAS class masterclass, something like that. <laughs>
1: Ooh, I like Ooh. it. <laughs> um, where um, you basically, uh, your classes sort of teach you to be, your your a diva. In your movement.
2: Yes. Yes. So SAS class, we're all about empowering women. Um, the name is a little bit of a misnomer because we're not just a class, like we actually offer many different types of classes and we also offer programs. Um, but the name just sort of stuck. It's funny, like when I chose it, I was intending to change it and then it just caught on and here I am five years later. Um, But yeah, we offer a variety of different dance styles. All of them, the common thread is that we're focused on feminine expression. So some of our dance styles are more about the sensual, sexy, softer sides of feminine expression. Some of them are way more powerful and fierce. So there's you know, all of the different facets of feminine expression. We try to cover those through the different offerings that we have. For
1: example, you have... A chair class where you learn to dance with a chair. That a was chair. fun too. That was fun. I like that part. Woo! <laughs> and there's <laughs> one specifically how to move like J-Lo basically in heels. It's all very sort of... It's to a me workout. I, it's, it's a workout. And it's a workout. Yes. It's major. a workout. How did you get the idea? Were you a dancer at one point?
2: Yes. So dance has been the one thing my entire life that nobody has had to ever push me to do. That was the one thing that I gravitated to naturally um, throughout my whole life. So I'd always find time for it, even though I wasn't pursuing dance professionally. Like I went to college for business, but I was still in the dance club in college, you know, and then after college, I actually had a corporate career before starting SAS class, but I was still part of dance companies. So I was going from work from my nine to six job to right to dance rehearsal. Um, so I do have a background in dance and I actually wasn't fulfilled in my corporate career. And I took a major crazy leap um, and quit my job with no plan whatsoever. And I actually just started teaching these classes for fun. You know, it's a skill set and a passion that I've had my whole life. And I wanted to give women the opportunity to access dance because dance can be really intimidating. I've found, um, to adult women who have no dance experience, you know, and, and no yeah. rhythm, some that have no rhythm.
0: It's very intimidating. hmm
2: Yeah. A lot of dance studios have a very, you know, competitive vibe to them, especially, you know, I'm in New York City, but um, I've heard that LA is even worse in terms of that culture, that competitive culture when you walk into a dance studio. So I just wanted to create something that would completely be welcoming and fully inclusive because I think women need movement. I think it's something that is so feminine and it's necessary for the feminine to express itself through movement. So it's a shame when women aren't doing it because they're scared or intimidated, you know, one, talk me through some of your
1: classes before we get into how you pivoted to being online. Cause I think what you the, the model you've taken is really interesting. I mean, I wrote down, you have burlesque, stiletto, beginner chair, explain to people what, sort of the these classes are because when I watched online, you kind of, and you have a, a, an option to do a video, a, a video, like a music video. So it's a very yeah. sort of contemporary style of dance. I mean, I hear at one point you're like move like Beyonce. And I mean, start from, start, talk me through a beginner class.
0: Yes. yes. Plus, plus, Julia, you're going to help me come out in my video expression Now that I know that you offer this, I'm so excited.
2: Yes, yes. So what you're referencing with the video, that's our dance video program offering. So that's actually like what I'm always most excited to talk about because that is how we started. And that's something that makes us so unique. So five years ago, when I started SAS class, we started as a program. It wasn't just a class that you come to one time and then go home. I wanted there to be a sense of, Progression over time. And I know that people have a hard time committing to things. So I wanted it to be something where it's like, you don't have the option to not commit to this. Like, this is a program. You're coming here. At the time, it was once a week for four weeks. And then at the end, there is a video shoot. Um, So the whole four weeks are focused on learning a dance routine. And it was, you know, focused on beginners um, at the time. We've now expanded our offerings. So we're not only a beginner's dance studio anymore, but that's still really important for us. No, you've
1: got advanced classes. I was looking at the website.
2: Yeah, but it's still mostly, like, we're still mostly for women who are hobby dancers. All of our, most of our students, I should say, are corporate career women. They're, you know, working professionals. So they're not necessarily looking to create a career in dance um, this for them is an outlet it's a way of having fun it's a way of accessing joy connecting with other women and do some doing something that they've never done before because how many people get to be in you know a dance video in the middle of Times Square like that's pretty memorable that's pretty exciting after you're you know going to your accounting job Monday to Friday and then on, on the weekend you're moonlighting as you know a music video star so That's always been our most kind of exciting and most well-known offering and something that has really set us apart. Um, And I love just seeing our students at the end of this program, seeing how much they light up. They haven't even seen the video yet. Like just after being in the video shoot, they are on cloud nine. Um, And then it takes a few weeks for us to turn around you know, the final edit. And then there, we, before COVID, we used to premiere the videos in this big rap party that we would throw, where we would premiere like four videos at a time, because we're usually, we usually have about four or five programs going at a time in different dance styles. So we would have a huge celebration. Um, and that was just beautiful to see. And we would invite our students to bring their friends, bring their family, bring their partners, and share that experience with them. Um, and we're still doing a version of that now we've just adjusted we've adjusted a lot for the times
1: you've done, yeah you you guys did a major pivot and it's interesting how you've kept the proverbial doors open it when I it seems like you do just like any virtual class like yoga or this whatever you just have a schedule up you can log on and Take your class. What I loved who, from someone who has no dance training other than, you know, three cocktails and jumping up on a speaker, um, you can turn your camera off so you don't have to be embarrassed in front of the rest of the class. I loved that anonymity. Now, I got to just sort of because we are in the, the month of love, February. Uh, one of our producers, Wendy, who's the one that found this, was quite intrigued by your bed dancing Ooh, Expl- or bedography yes. she didn't share that with me that's yes. yes, that was the original link Wendy sent to us. Wow and yeah she's probably like, I can't believe if something isn't coming up giving me the finger on on <laughs> our video chat right now <laughs> um, So explain bedography because yes. when I read about it. I kind of like the fact that I could get a workout without leaving my bed.
2: Yeah, that's definitely an attractive part of that offering. So here's how bedography came to be. Um, So it's last year, it's mid-March. We close our studio doors and literally the next day, March 16th, I'm already preparing my team to launch online classes. Um, And, We're thinking, like, what can we do that's going to be unique and interesting right now that's a little more than just taking all of our usual classes and bringing them online? And so we were thinking, like, what's actually something, how can we turn the situation into an opportunity? And we realized normally in a dance studio, we don't have, you know, beds in the dance studio. So we're not doing dances on a bed in the studio. But that's actually something that everyone has at home. And that's something that we can incorporate into, a, you know, a sensual dance class. And so, Benography really, it's, it's like a floor work class, which is a type of class that we offer. So, floor work is also something you might find at a pole studio, for example. Um, it's just very sensual, very beautiful, um, kind of like rolling and some grinding and gyrating. And like, sometimes you're on your knees, sometimes you might be laying on your back with your feet up, you know? A floor work class is very common and that's something that we offer, but this is basically taking a floor work class and bringing it onto your bed. Um, and it's great because normally in a floor work class, you would need knee pads to really feel comfortable and to uh, support your knees. But when you're doing it on a bed, you're supported, you're cushy or comfortable. And there's actually this added little bonus because you're not fully stable when you're on a bed and it causes you to even engage your core muscles mm-hmm. even more. So that's that's how the idea came about. It was really like, how can we take this situation that we're all finding ourselves in and find an opportunity in here to actually provide something unique. And that's how we created it. And it's really, you know, a sensual dance class. You learn a beautiful piece of choreography in each class that can be performed entirely on your bed. You don't need knee pads. We encourage students to wear lingerie or pajamas, whatever you feel comfortable, and you could totally just roll roll out of bed and just hop on um, into the Zoom class. and yeah, it's been a huge hit, and we've had so much fun. I'm thinking about like how to keep it going, even when the studio reopens its doors. You know, it might be something that we keep doing only online, or yeah, you could make wow. it a mat.
1: You could make it a mat class.
2: Yeah, totally. You know, with the
1: big yeah. thick mat. But there's something have... there's something fantastic about the fact, especially during quarantine, that you know some of us had enough trouble leaving our beds during I the day. To,
0: I, I want to hear from the women who wore the knee pads to bed. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about those ladies.
1: <laughs> or men. You or never know. Men. Or men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sabrina, you're so funny. So, I mean, you you'd really, how have you seen, have your has business gone up? Because now you're reaching people who don't live in New York.
2: Yeah, it's been an interesting phenomenon. So overall, what I've found, overall there's still definitely been a huge decline in revenue. Um, There are some, you know, some of our loyal students, just some people don't like virtual experiences. They're really resistant to transitioning things virtually and they're sort of just waiting for things to reopen. Um, So there's definitely a subset of our loyal students that are still very engaged with us, they're still very active with us on Instagram and on social media, but they're just waiting. That's a big subset of people. Then there's the ones that were open and willing to come online with us. So there's those. And then we have, like you mentioned, the students who've been following us from afar, but because we've always been based in New York, um, they haven't really had a chance to take a class with us. And so there's this like really awesome kind of like sprinkling of people from all different places. We have, Like some students log in from China, from Hawaii, uh, Nebraska. We have, we have women even that moved away from New York that used to be our students. And now they're really excited because they get to still take our classes from LA. A lot of them have moved to Miami. Um, So that's been really cool, but I would still say overall revenue is definitely down a lot. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat that it's, we've definitely still taken a big hit as a business, but on the plus side, there are certain beautiful things that have come out of this whole situation.
1: Once all this is o- over and you can get the doors back open, will you keep the virtual classes?
2: Yeah, that's kind of like the classic question. A couple of my friends have been asking me that. So my two cents. Yeah. Um, Yes, we will keep, I will keep anything on the schedule as long as there's demand for it. That's always my philosophy as a business owner. And I do think that there will, now that people overall have become accustomed to the idea of virtual classes, I think there will always be a demand for it. And I think there's definitely now a certain percentage of people who prefer the virtual experience. Like, they like being able to not have to commute to the studio. So I think we will always keep virtual classes on our schedule. I think what's also likely um, for us is that we might actually combine our in-person classes with our virtual classes, meaning streaming classes directly from the studio so that virtual, like people can take classes virtually while there's also people in the room right. at the studio taking that class in person. I think that's most likely what we would do with most of our offerings. But I think bedography would always stay a virtual class
1: unless yeah. we do the
2: mat, the mat idea that you. the mad idea. Yeah.
1: So what, what's your next, I mean, cause you are an entrepreneur. What's your next What's, what, what's the newest idea percolating in your head? I always am I, interested in what I think entrepreneurs, you t- but entrepreneurs don't, they can't just focus on right. the one thing. They're always thinking about what's next.
0: Do a yeah. city tour. Do a city tour. Now that you're expanding your audience, do a city tour. Just do a pop-up in LA and we'll join you for a class.
2: Yeah. So that's always been something that I've wanted to do is pop-ups around the country. That's something that women reach out from different parts of the country and they request that. So that's something even before, um, that's something I've had on my mind for a couple of years now. Um, I thought 2020 was the year we were going to do that. Um,
1: we all thought 2020 was a year when we were going to get stuff done.
2: (laughs) Surprise. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So that's definitely coming. I definitely overall I feel a pull to incorporate more spirituality into our offerings and more self-development into our offerings because A lot of our clients are also interested in things like astrology, um, learning about feminine energy versus masculine energy. They're interested in self-development in general programs and courses. So, and I do think that dance, especially the type of dance that we do blends very well with that. So I've had my mind on retreats that combine, you know, yoga, meditation, dance, um, bringing in some life coaches to speak on different topics and lead workshops. And then maybe the weekend culminates with a dance video shoot, you know, so maybe you learn the dance over Friday, Saturday, and then on Sunday, we have a dance video shoot on site, you know, in whatever gorgeous place we're at, maybe even on the beach, wherever we are. Um, so those are some of the things I see for SAS class, but then I definitely, you know, like you said, I mean, the brain of an entrepreneur is always spinning. I have so many random ideas <laughs> that ultimately I don't really pursue them because.
1: Well, you have a full-time business.
2: I have a full-time that's just, business. By the way, that's successful. Yes. But I also just think your heart has to fully be in whatever you're pursuing as an entrepreneur because once the excitement, the initial excitement wears off, you're left with just so much hard work. And if your heart's not in it, you're going to give up right there and then. And I think that's why most business, most startups, quote unquote, fail. I don't really think it's that they fail. I think it's that the entrepreneurs are either lost interest, their heart's not in it anymore. So that's why I don't even pursue. I always have these things and I'm like, this is such a good idea. Someone should do this. But I know that my heart isn't in it even though. And I, I'm not the kind of person who could pursue something just because I think it's going to make me money.
1: Julia, you are amazing. Great idea. Everyone needs to check out SaaS class and thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me. This was such a great conversation.
0: Lots of fun. Lots of fun.